Hi, folks. Chris Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. Thechrisvossshow.com. Hey, we're coming here with another great podcast. Certainly appreciate you guys tuning in. We're going to be talking today. We don't have any guests, but we're going to be talking today about uh, business tech and uh, news things of that nature, and some of the things that I find interesting and my take on it as well. Be sure to subscribe to the Chris Voss Show if you don't already. I know you do because you're so smart. Uh, go to thecvpn.com or chrisvosspodcastnetwork.com. You can just subscribe to any of the different locations that we have the Chris Voss Show syndicated. Holy crap. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, Digital Podcasts, Player FM, Tune in and Luminary Podcasts are some of the biggest indicators, so we certainly appreciate their support and everything else. Uh, be sure to refer the show to your friends, neighbors, relatives, dogs, cats, pool boys, you know. Just dare it when you're uh, away at work so the dogs and the cockroaches have something to listen to. There you go. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, guys, uh, let's get into the meat of what we're doing today and talking about. Um, I got a chance to spend some more time looking at the Spectacles 3 from Snap the new version that's coming out where they're releasing it. It's got two different cameras, so it can kind of give you that thing that the iPhone people have been posting on Facebook where the there's a little bit of motion in the picture, uh, so you've got to have some two angles on it. It evidently has AR features, and I was talking about this when I saw the announcement. I was wondering if their AR team, which I think is about 100 developers or 100 people or something, um, was going to develop AR stuff for it. So evidently there is AR stuff for the uh, Spectacles uh, 3. Um, it's going to be handled in post, though. So I don't know if that's officially AR. <laughs> I guess it is. Maybe. I don't know. But basically, you record your video, and then in post, you overlay stuff on top of it, which is more of an overlay than an AR. But, you know, to me, AR is, is augmented reality. In reality, you're looking through the camera, seeing, uh, seeing the augmented reality your reality augmented but if you're doing it post haste that's just fucking editing as far as i'm concerned like i edit my photos and most photographers do in lightroom or adobe or something like that that's not really ar when we do that that's just fucking post editing that's not <laughs> so i don't know man it's it's a lot of money for a set of glasses that are um 1080p i'd still almost rather just you know, throw up a couple extra hundred bucks and get the uh, GoPro. Um, I love my GoPros. I'll, I'll admit to that. But, uh, you know, you can check them out. Spectacles 3, they're going to be coming out in November. I kind of like the look of them. I'd like to get a hold of some for free. Uh, just a review unit. Hint, hint, if you're listening anywhere from Snap. Uh <laughs> But it's got 3D shots, basically. I don't I don't know how officially 3D it is, but because of the two cameras on either side of the spectacles, uh, it creates a sort of 3D-ish effect that's uh, interesting. But, uh, you know, having to add it after in the app, I don't know about that. So it's up to you to check that out. Some of the other things we usually cover on the Chris Voss Show podcast, we look at uh, pod producthunt.com and see kind of what sticks out to us. Uh, there is a promoted campaign from Hotjar. I got to tell you, I, I'm interested in trying this on my website. Uh, it basically shows heat maps of where people are really using your site. And uh, it's got 7,637 upvotes. Now, obviously, they're buying ads and promoting themselves on Product Hunt. But still, uh, it seems like it's fairly popular um, and uh, could be pretty useful. Some of the other things I thought that were kind of interesting, something called QR Zebra. It's a QR code that uh, shows a different URL based uh, on where you scan it. 
so I'm guessing that's geolocation sort of based. So if I'm in one state and I scan something somewhere, it knows where I'm at using the geolocation. Yep, it's geotagged. Um, and it can send you to one single uh, place or different uh, URLs depending on your city or country level. So how about that? That's kind of interesting. Uh, evidently, China is moving away from QR codes. They are moving towards their facial recognition software. That shit's going to be everywhere for their uh, 1984 overlord social system. So uh, uh, I don't know. Do QR codes have a future? Let me know. You can ping me at LinkedIn forward slash Chris Voss or Twitter forward slash Chris Voss or Facebook forward slash Chris Voss or any place else. Chris Voss really. Um, and, uh, let me know what you think. Are QR codes dead? Do you think this might bring them back? Do you think they can be saved? I mean, they're really big in Asia, but like I said, China's moving, maybe killing the QR code because they're moving to facial recognition. There's another uh, app that's doing really well, RT Line. It's a sketch to screen AR converter. I guess those of you who are in the AR business and like making AR uh, stuff, I suppose this is the new thing. Uh, back in the day when social media started, everyone became a social media guru. Nowadays, everyone's a podcast guru. And uh, for a while there, what was the other thing? Live video gurus. That's kind of still a thing, although that should be dying because YouTube's killing everybody who isn't in the in the, the rich get richer top ten percent of their their thing. And even though I think those people are going to die next, um, I think YouTube is making a ton of money uh, off of uh, their TV, and they're just going to move to a TV channel. Fuck creators in the end. I, that's what they've been doing for years now, and so I think they're just going to finally kill that off as the readership as a, as a watchership dies. Jesus Christ, they're charging 50 bucks now for YouTube Live. Holy crap. And and uh, I don't know. It's really questionable how much worth it is at that point. But they've integrated services with a lot of their providers uh, like MSNBC and channels to where they're actually setting them up on the back end with pre-recorded stuff so that it's ready to go for YouTube Live. I'm not seeing that on channels like Sling and or platforms like Sling and, and other ones. Uh, YouTube's doing quite some interesting back edit, um, back, uh, ground sort of, uh, setup and all that sort of good stuff. So you can check those out. They're on product hunt today. There's QR zebra that I thought was kind of interesting and Artie line, uh, sketch to screen AR converter. So I guess what I was starting to go on my, on that, uh, segue that I took and did, uh, I guess the new professionals in the future are going to switch from being video online live video professionals to um everyone's going to be a fucking ar designer i'm already starting to see it on linkedin where people that i wouldn't pay to chew gum are uh working on ar design and stuff like that and i'm just like great that's gonna be great <clears throat> so look forward to that in the future everyone's an ar fucking guru uh <laughs> i'm gonna buy spectacles three so i can be an ar guru and stuff so there's that um, and, uh, so let's get into some of the other different, uh, things and news stories that are kind of interesting me this morning. Uh, we work, this is kind of an interesting business, this re we work company. I've been watching them for years now, buying up real estate and buying up commercial property, which has kind of been kind of, you know, I came from a brick and mortar world where, uh, you know, when you had to own companies or build companies or be an entrepreneur, you had to, you had to buy an office, you had to buy 
furniture. You had to buy phone lines and pay, you know, crazy freaking prices for your phone lines. Uh, you had to, you know, pay expensive licenses, uh, corporation filings, all that sort of good stuff. Now everyone just starts a business on the internet and I don't even know if they file a business license half the time for half the crap they're doing. Uh, and, uh, you don't have any of that overall cost of what it would cost to, I mean, anytime we had to open an office or company or business or invest in something, uh, it, it, we, we had to take over their offices and, you know, you always had to have a secretary out front to babysit in case anyone showed up or answered the, called the phone back then. That's what they did. They called the phone. They didn't check your website. So it's interesting to me that what we, we work is doing because, um, it's kind of the, like the, they're going back to the old world of brick and mortar, but they're offering it to people that live this, uh, laptop lifestyle, if you will, or this, uh, this, uh, sort of virtual lifestyle where they can at least go work in an office, uh, of, of a format and they just pay like a rental fee and then you just show up and I guess you use it when you need to, which I guess is pretty smart. Uh, they are working on their IPO according to Axios, uh, this morning. Uh, they uh, are going to file to raise one billion billion dollars, uh, which is kind of interesting because they reported a nine hundred four million dollar net loss on one point five billion in revenue for the first half of two thousand nineteen. So let me put that into terms for you, math wise. We're going to do some math on the Chris Foss show. <laughs> so they basically. Uh, in the first six months of 2019, brought in 1.5 billion dollars, but they lost uh, 904 of it. So they basically kept like 0.6 billion dollars. Now, of course, there's capital investments. There's times where, when you own a company, you're investing in stuff, and these guys are buying a lot of buildings. So, you know, I remember one time we put in a bunch of investment to a dialer. And uh, I think it was like 20 or 30 grand. And yeah, it wiped out our, our, you know, our balance sheet for that month. But then the next two or three months, uh, you know, things skyrocketed as we saw the return on investment on that. So some of that is there, but it's kind of crazy. They're just raising a billion dollars and they're losing a billion dollars every six months. So, eh, may want to fix that bleed out. So, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. So we'll see how WeWork comes. What's your opinion on that? Let me know. Uh, the Guardian is reporting fingerprints of 1 million plus people and biometric info from a system used by banks, London police, and defense contractors discovered on a politically, or I'm sorry, not politically, publicly accessible database, which probably can be downloaded for political purposes. Maybe Russia's working on that already. So there you go, man. Your fingerprints are out there, people. Uh, I really don't, I really pretty much am sure the whole world knows my facial thing. So when facial banking comes in, they can steal my money, uh, fingerprints. Now, I guess they can just steal my fingerprints, whatever. I don't even know if anybody has my fingerprints. Last time I got fingerprinted was, uh, was like 20 years ago or something. I went in to pay a speeding ticket and I tried to pay with a check and they, um, and they wouldn't take the check, even though I, you normally you'd mail it in. So I ended up getting booked for the day and fingerprinted. I think that was the last time I was fingerprinted. And uh, it was like 25, 40 years ago or some bloody thing. Uh, that's when I learned never pay, never show up to pay for a check. But they'll take a check if you mail it in, which is really weird. Seems like a lot of work. Um, anyway, so there you go. Your fingerprints are up there. I should probably... No, actually, I do have fingerprints with the FBI. 
um, for several years owning a mortgage company in both Utah and Nevada uh, and a real estate license. Every year I had to go get fingerprinted by the FBI. But what's fun is uh, I had it done so often every year that I was pretty much on a fast track with the FBI. And then in Nevada, I had to pass an Interpol thing where uh, if I had a felony in any place in the world, with the Interpol, it would endanger my license, my mortgage license with the state of Nevada. That and mafia ties, if I had any mafia ties, because that's really that was really huge in the 90s in, in uh, Nevada. But that's probably a lot more information than you care to know. <laughs> Segway. There we go. You get the interesting stories when you talk to Chris Voss. See what happens. So anyway, um, yeah. So I guess I don't know. My fingerprints are an FBI database. As soon as they get freaking hacked, then there, there, that'll be. I'm sure Interpol probably isn't as secure as the FBI, so I'm sure that'll get hacked as well. Uh, somebody will put my fingerprints. Uh, you know, they'll put my fingerprints in a murder scene, and I'll be like, oh crap, I wasn't even in Indonesia. And, now I'm, there's some murder there. I mean, whatever. So anyway, there you go. I, I really, I really would like to see laws passed that put people in jail that fail this sort of thing. And I, you know, if you're running security for a company and you fail this and it's your fault, well then you should go to jail. That's the way I feel about it. Cause this shit is not going to stop happening with these hacks and these leaks and everything that people are doing until people start going to jail for violating people's privacy. Cause these companies just don't give a fuck. They just really fucking don't. And they may say they do, but the way they're all behaving, they just don't give a fuck. So either put your money where your mouth is or whatever. And when you got Equifax, was it Equifax that got hacked? And those guys are supposed to be the protectors of our credit data. Those guys should be going to jail. Freaking jail. Anyway, moving on. Uh, this is kind of interesting. We talked about this yesterday. Uh, Tumblr got sold to... Uh, the automatic company, Matt Mullenweg's uh, company, uh, WordPress. So this is kind of interesting uh, to see where it's going to go. Uh, there was an interview on uh, The Verge that's kind of interesting. You can check out. Uh, and they claim maybe this is going to really help blogging, get bring blogging back. Maybe it'll bring Tumblr back. Maybe it'll bring some competition to the sphere of social platforms. Uh, maybe they'll figure out some special way to use Tumblr for promotion of your WordPress. Um, so this is kind of interesting. <laughs> I kind of get a giggle over this stuff. Uh, when what's her face was running you Yahoo, everyone was like, she's going to save Yahoo. And really all she did was, uh, pretty much do, um, she pretty much just bought as much stuff as she could at the highest price she could and wasted, I think it was like two or $4 billion of cash they had laying around and uh, just wasted it all on just shitty acquisitions. So Yahoo had bought uh, Tumblr for $1.1 billion in 2013. If you know the story uh, that went that came out after they bought it, the story was is uh, Tumblr was down to the last you know pocket change. They were like fucking broke. They were almost bankrupt, eh? <laughs> And Yahoo like totally fucking over blew that purchase. If they would have done, I don't know, some more proper due diligence, uh, they would have known that Yahoo was broke and they probably could have bought it for the three million that WordPress just bought it for. But yeah, what a kicker. So Yahoo sold itself to AOL, uh, which sold itself to Verizon, and then Verizon decided that it should get out of the social business and stick with phones. <laughs> 
What a surprise. And then um, I guess Taylor Swift is still big on it as well. So Verizon, it's rumored, this is a rumor, but it's rumored they sold Tumblr for $3 million this week to uh, Automatic, the company behind WordPress. $3 million. So basically, what's her face at Yahoo? She bought that thing for $1.1 billion. How many three millions are in 1.1 million or 1.1 billion? Let's see. That's you have to. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a that's a hell of a that's a hell of a write off. That's a hell of a fucking fall from grace. What do you do with that, man? I, I wow, talk about botching an investment. Um, so it's kind of interesting. Is there's a there's a there's a great podcast. Uh, on Verge, on Vergecast with Matt Mullenweg, the CEO of Automatic. He's built WordPress. He's done a good job. Seems like a very smart guy. I met him one time. Got to shake his hand. Um, he's a real nice guy. Uh, and uh, let's see, what are some other things um, uh, to know about this deal? There were some things he did. What's interesting is they're keeping all 200 employees. Uh, I thought that was interesting. He claims they're doing a Berkshire Berkshire Hathaway approach where they're bringing over the management team and the employees and they're interested in growing it. So they're not just taking Tumblr and, you know, throw it into the drink. They're going to try and grow it, get it active, uh, breathe some new life into it. They're going to continue to stop porn, which is good because that site was way out of control with porn. Holy crap. Um, the, uh, I mean, you could just go on it and you just be like, holy crap, our kids are getting access to this crap. This is insane. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's some sites that were just 100% porn. Uh, let's see. Um, so anyway, they're going to, they're going to, they got some interesting plans for it. They're going to be interesting to see what they do with it. They say they're going to largely try and not muck it up. Uh, but they're going to try and, uh, I guess influence to grow and become something maybe different or better. I of course would like to see more competition in the field of, uh, social platforms. I, you know, Google Plus is dead now, so Facebook can just be the biggest asshole it wants. And, you know, uh, all you got is Instagram and something else after that. Uh, so and up at this in the news, Bloomberg, uh, the FAA said airlines are a reminder to follow the 2016 safety instructions that ban goods with recalled batteries, which uh, likely include MacBook Pros. So uh, thanks, Apple. <laughs> Gotta love those battery fire risks of those old laptops. So you may want to keep that in mind. Next time you go to the airport, they might be looking at your Apple MacBook going, whatever. I'm sure Note 7s are banned, but I don't think anyone has any anymore. Be really surprised. Um, so that's kind of interesting, some of the news that's coming out of there. Let's see. We covered some of this yesterday. It looks like not a big news day today. Um, the... AT&T and T-Mobile started rolling out cross-network call authentication services to protect against spam and poof robocalls. By, this is by Engadget today. Uh, I'm hoping they're going to take and do this without charging me because I'm going to be really pissed if I'm getting charged. Like I, I heard a rumor they were going to like maybe do apps for $2.99 a month you had to pay for to block your robocalls, which I think is just bullshit. Uh, I'm going to be really angry if that's the case. So I'm hoping they do the right thing and uh they don't do that uh, sort of stuff so yeah there you go 
Fun is fun. Uh, let's see. Uh, boat setter. This is pretty interesting. They kind of peer to peer for everything. In fact, my dating, I, my dating is a peer to peer site as well. I don't, I don't know what that means. Uh, boat setter is a peer to peer boat rental marketplace. Uh, looks like they raised 10 million series a extension according to TechCrunch, uh, led by Westcap group and Valor equity, bringing in a total of $31 million. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah. So if, if you want a boat, you can have a boat rental service, or if you have a boat, you can rent out your boat just like Airbnb. It's the Airbnb of boats. <laughs> they got uh, there's the Airbnb of Chris Voss. Chris Voss rents out as a consultant. You can hire him, use him. You can use him overnight if you want. If you're hot chick, <laughs> I don't know. Somebody on my feed just wrote me. I didn't know Tumblr was still up and running. <laughs> Hence the three million dollar price um, tag. I guess that's uh, I guess that's what proves that. Um, so uh, what are you gonna do there, man? Uh, <laughs> I guess uh, have fun with that. Is that is that that's pretty much where we're at when the uh, thing came out. The Verge is reporting an interesting stuff called. Uh, uh, Evidently, there was a crowdfunded phone of the future that turned out to be just a total scam. And I don't know how people get away with this. Uh, it's a story in from The Verge about how a scammer ran a decade-long crowdfunding operation that raised $6 million on Indiegogo and from other investors to build an ambitious phone, tablet, laptop device. How do people get away with this for like a whole decade? This shit just kills me. Like the Toronto stuff? Where she got away with that for like, what was it, 10, 15 years or some fucking thing? And $100 million plus? How do people get away with this shit? Like, how? Like, me just trying to get a few bucks out of some companies for promotion, ad campaigns, things like that. It's stuff that we do. Sometimes it's like pulling teeth and yet people are throwing like 50 trillion fucking dollars at some scam phone thing for a decade like how's it going for a decade like if i ever started ripping people off i would expect like within six months to a year to be in jail or something right like how do you go a whole fucking decade god damn that's just fucking crazy i, I just don't i just don't i just don't get it what do i know i'm chris voss that's that's what I know. So anyway, uh, that's some of the stuff we're talking about today. Uh, I got a chance to delve into, we talked about yesterday, got a chance to delve into um, the Spotify uh, dashboard, the new thing that's out of beta. We talked about this, I believe, yesterday, the day before. And I'm really impressed with what's there. And sadly, it doesn't have like a compilation of all the different, uh, all the different, uh, uh, you know, like iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, all that sort of stuff. It doesn't have that all put together. But uh, it does have uh, pretty good details on what Spotify knows about itself. So let me see if I can, how do I find my way into the dashboard? Uh, Zip, Spotify dashboard. They still need to work on this just a little bit um, so that you can get into it. Let's see, Spotify dashboard so anyway, if you go into your spotify dashboard if you have a podcast on spotify you can go to developer.spotify.com uh forward slash dashboard and you can get into your dashboard and manage uh spotify 
And uh, actually, no, I guess I'm, I might be in the wrong area. I'm in an API section. This is Spotify for developers. Why did it give me the search thing? Oh, my God. So misleading because I'm just clicking on anything. That's why. Spotify for podcasters. So I'm sorry. Let me correct that. Go to podcasters.spotify.com. You can actually add your podcast there if you want as well. Uh, but you can go into your dashboard. You can see we have seven podcasts there. We have the Chris Voss Show, Crypto Life Podcast, the Gaming Podcast, Spatial Computing Podcast, uh, Startup Unicorn Podcast, Chris Voss Podcast, uh, podcasts on politics, Chris Voss gaming and book author podcast. If you want to be on, I even contact the Chris Voss show. What's interesting is I can go into the dashboard now. I can see my starts, my streams, my number of listeners, number of followers. Uh, I can see different date ranges and stuff like that. This is great data. Uh, I can see start streams, listeners, and then I can drill down into that uh, where I can go to my audience. And I can see uh, kind of a graphical, uh, I forget what sort of bar they call this. Well, there's several different versions of it. I can see how many females and males are listening to me. I can see, or in a percent basis, that is. Uh, I can see uh, how many people are listening to me in age brackets. And so I'm always really big with the 28 to 34. I don't know why. And the 35 to 44. I don't know why. And then for some reason, I'm really big. Wow, 16% with the 0 to 17 crowd. What's going on there, man? I don't think you should be listening to me unless you're 18 and older, man. I don't know. That feels kind of weird, man. Um, should 17-year-olds be listening to me? I don't know. I don't know. They're mostly guys, though, so it's probably okay. It'd be weird. In fact, in the 0 to 17 column, there are no chicks listening to me. The chicks don't kick in until 18 to 22, and then uh, they really kick in. Oh, wow. The most women listen to me are in the 35 to 44 category and the 28 to 34 category. So hubba hubba. And then this is kind of interesting, too. It tells you what artists they're listening to, uh, which I'm kind of really disappointed. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be. I don't Who cares? Uh, but it says that most of the people listen to the Chris Voss Show podcast on Spotify uh, are also listening to Stevie Wonder. Now I get that. He's a extraordinary musician very talented there's john mayer who i think is an extraordinary musician but i don't get any of his music in fact i can't name me a song from john mayer but uh i i've seen him over the years and i have a lot of respect for him there's michael jackson who i have zero respect for um and uh for the most obvious reasons of course with little boys uh there's outcast really seriously I need to find out who's listening to Outcast, and I don't even know what Outcast is. I don't even care. And there's some guy named Jack Johnson. Who the fucking you? Who the fuck out there's listening to Jack Johnson? Which are you, Periscope or are you not Periscope? Spotify people. This is Jack Johnson. Who the fuck is Jack Johnson? He's white, so he's not a rapper. Although I don't know, he could be. There's a lot of white rappers now, which is like really annoying to me. I just don't. I just feel like rap is is something for African-Americans, like they're really good at it. And if you're a white person doing it, you just don't do it as well. You just don't. It's like it's like white people can't dance, white people can't jump. They just can't. They just don't have the rhythm. They just, they're just not cool. That's just it. White people are lame in my book. So um, that's why African-American people, they're, they're good at so many, so many different things because they're just better and white people are lame. So... We're good at, I don't know, 
accounting or something. Not to say that African-American people aren't, but, you know, they're going to beat us at basketball all the time. That's a, that's a, uh, oh, who is the guy who did that, produced that movie? Uh, the really good producer, White Man Can't Jump. <laughs> so basically that's it. And then it shows the country here. It shows the different countries, which is pretty good. Let's see, what's the lowest country that's, that's tuning into the Chris Voss show? India. Oh, India's a big zero, man. I have one listener in Thailand. It's probably the hooker I saw last time I was there. They got the chlamydia from. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've never had chlamydia. Um, let's see, Netherlands, Ireland, and France. Only one person in France. I have one Nigeria. Or no, that's Nicaragua. One person in Mexico? What's going on, Spotify? Anyway, most of the listeners for us are on uh, iTunes. That's They still dominate the thing. I seriously don't have any people listening to me in India why do you hate me, India? I love Indian people. I love your food, your curry. Uh, I love Indian food like a like a beast. Like I love lamb curry. Oh, with mushrooms. Oh yeah, that's the best. Um, and and they're not even tuning in on Spotify. What's going on there, man? What's what's up, eh? So anyway, check that out if you're not on Spotify. Um. It's uh, with your podcast. You really want to be over there with your podcast. It's uh, They're really giving Apple a run for their money and dominating over on it. I still think Apple runs the show when it comes to podcasts, but uh, uh, at least in the, the majority of like downloads and control and everything. So, uh, you know, you got to love it and all that good stuff. So anyway, that's kind of the rundown of some of the things I'm thinking about looking at today, some of the things that stuck out to me in the news. So maybe we can save you some time to read all the stupid shit and you can just go right to it. This uh kind of struck out at me too. Let me let me add on this. LGBTQ YouTubers are suing YouTube over alleged discrimination. Um this is kind of interesting. I was reading the details on this LGBTQ thing. Uh, a lot of what's happening to these folks. Now I don't know the full details, so maybe there's something I'm missing here cuz I haven't read the lawsuit. Uh, the complaint in and of itself, there might be some issues in there that they need to, uh, they may have addressed that I'm not fully aware of. But one thing that's happening is YouTube is slowly killing off creators. Yesterday, I posted a post from uh, a guy who was who claims to be the very first professional YouTuber. He's retiring now after losing 96% of his viewer, viewership. He didn't lose it because he posted like, I don't know, like, like Dupai Pai does, you know, Nazi crap or anti-Jewish crap, um, and somehow still be able to retain his his feed of of uh, the rich get richer YouTube and algorithm. Back in 2013, um, YouTube started enacting this rich get richer algorithm, and it started hurting anybody who was a creator and taking away from anyone who was in the top. 20 to 10, 10 to 20%. You know, I talked to a lot of creators back then at CS and stuff. And I'm like, is your paycheck going down every month? And they're like, yeah, it's going down. Yeah. It's, it's, it's becoming effect. Um, it was kind of funny. I saw one of my friends the other day, uh, was like at the YouTube convention in LA. I think it was, what's it called? TubeCon, VidCon. I think it's VidCon. And he was like, yeah, it's really cool. The YouTubers now are, they do all this side hustle. They, they have sponsorships and, and paid ads and and uh, all this stuff that they do on the side. I'm like, yeah, dude, that's not actually cool. That's actually bullshit because it used to be you can make a living just uploading your videos. Uh, I got to tell you, YouTube has probably like 3,500 fucking videos of mine on the Chris Voss show. 
But I really think YouTube is moving more to TV and they're just fucking over creators. So you've seen a few people that are starting to quit the platform. Uh, you're starting to see some changes too, even over at Twitch, where people are moving over to the new Microsoft um, version of Twitch, if you will. Uh, but anyway, this version, this very first professional YouTuber, I think he was one of the first ones to get like uh, different sort of ad deals or sponsorship deals. Um, and he's been on it since like 2005, I believe. Um, anyway... He is uh, saying he's retiring, and I got looking over his stats. He's suffering from the same thing I am, and everybody else is on YouTube uh, that isn't in the top ten percent. The their algorithm is is feeding everything to the top ten percent. The rich get richer and the poor get poorer, basically, sort of thing. Uh, and now they're charging like fifty bucks and doing their YouTube thing. I think they're just they're just trying to kill off creators. I noticed when I looked at his ad, the uh, there's the one gal who did the uh, I think it was the Justin Bieber uh, thing, the creepy gal, the creepy clingy gal, whatever her thing is. Where uh, what was it called? Anyway, it was that one gal. She's kind of cute, and she did the video about how. Uh, uh, she was kind of crazy and she's like, you know, I'm, I'm your girlfriend sort of thing, whatever, something annoying girlfriend. Anyway, I'm sure you know who we're talking about, but she just recently this month, uh, killed her channel and said, I'm out, I'm out. She's kind of been out for a year or two, just been showing up once a year to do a video, but she finally went out. I think that you're going to see a lot more creators quitting YouTube. Uh, I've seen some other people that have quit YouTube and say they're quitting YouTube. You just can't make a living on it anymore. So um, it's really sad and it seems like the top 10%, some of them, no matter how bad of an actor they are between Dupai Pie is, like I said, his racist stuff, his Nazi stuff, his anti-Jewish stuff. Um, there's been, uh, there's a couple other creators that have done some really heinous things like the guy who went to the suicide place and, um, the suicide, uh, forest, I think that was in Japan and he went there and turned it into a joke. Um, you know, he's, he's had several gaffes and he's still, you know, YouTube treats him like a baby. Uh, and, and, uh, you're just kind of seeing this, this, uh, what's the right word for it? This, uh, would you say funneling off or the squeezing of the system to where they're just killing off creators. And I think they've, I think they've found a better revenue stream through working with music companies, through working with, uh, big TV channels and brands like Netflix and stuff. And they're basically just becoming another streaming video channel. I mean, I was paying like 40 bucks a month, I think for YouTube TV and now it's 50 and, uh, which is crazy cause that's a pretty high price for streaming and what they're offering. You can actually get a better deal on sling, but they actually have better, uh, saves of your, um, videos and they've got a better back and they're, they're building in the thing. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see how that whole works out. But I think we're going to see a lot of YouTubers that are dead um, you know, and I've been pretty brutal with snake oil salesmen for the last two years, I think it is, who are out selling uh, how to get rich on YouTube when it's really dying and the ability to get rich on there is dead. It, I mean, I suppose unless you can go on and be another Taylor Swift, but you got to be young. I, I can see one of this guy's problems, the first professional YouTuber is, is he's too old for YouTube. I mean, you know, people ask me, they're like, why don't you put your face on YouTube? We tried for a long time, but 10 to 15 year olds don't dig this face, this age, this dude. Um, that's been a running joke for a long time that if you're over 20 or 25, you know, 
you're just dead on YouTube. Now, I'm sure there's exceptions to the rule, but like I said, I think YouTube is slowly killing off creators and they're fine with it. Uh, they're just seeing too much space. And, and so all your kids that are growing up out there in the world, they're like, I'll just put a YouTube channel up and get rich. I'll just put a Twitch channel up and get rich. You cannot do that anymore, people. Nope, nope. Not unless you create something that's so fucking unique, um, so fucking crazy. Like I saw a lot of those uh, slow motion videos. Those are kind of crazy. But they take a lot of money and expense and cameras to work those things and probably a lot of post-editing. You know, the ability to just throw together a video and put it up uh, and have good content just doesn't get doesn't get cared about anymore. It used to be the the population would uh, determine what was hot or not, but now everything when you look at it is just paid promotion that's hidden behind. A, this is what's trending, and it's really just paid promotion. The movie companies and the music companies are paying to be are doing pale to get to the top of it, and uh, they just don't care. You know, they found they're making millions of dollars. They don't need they don't need my thirty five hundred videos anymore. Um, I still get money from them. Uh, it's a nice kind of sort of uh, added revenue thing to get from them, but it's nowhere near, not even close to the amount of money I used to be able to make. And you can make more than most people made on average in America on YouTube. And I remember those days, and I don't think those days are ever coming back. Uh, maybe with some more platforms or some competition might be there might be a whole mess of people that will leave YouTube and go someplace else that's actually how YouTube got created off of Justin TV Justin TV was the YouTube back in the day um, and then I just seen a bunch of people uh, got lulled over um, got tempted over by YouTube went over there with their audience and um, really helped build it which is kind of a shame because she should be getting a bigger check for that I think last time I talked to her um, years ago at a CES, I, I asked her, is your check going down too? She's like, yeah. Um, so, uh, when you see YouTubers out hustling all this extra stuff, cause they're not making money off of views. That's a warning fucking sign. They're having to do that. They're not doing that out of privilege. They're not doing that out of the old privilege of YouTube where you can make a living at it. They're having to do that just to justify being able to keep making videos. And for some people now, they're making a living off of the ads and sponsorships and promotion and all the other different side hustles they have to do. The money they're getting from YouTube really isn't significant enough. Um, but you know, they're using the YouTube as a platform to get that money, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, it's kind of the thing that hinges on everything. It's kind of like, you don't make great money being an author of a book. You make great money speaking, consulting from the business. Uh, and that kind of pays for the book. So you just kind of wipe all the costs in between. But, um, yeah, if you think you're going to go on YouTube or Twitch and get rich anymore or make a living uh, at it, if you've got kids that are doing that, you may want to discourage them, tell them to just stick, stay in college because that fucking shit ain't going to happen anymore. And I think the more money YouTube makes off of uh, the new YouTube TV and everything, um, they're just going to keep crushing creators. Uh, their algorithm is doing it on its own, whether they intend to or not. And the rich will just keep getting richer, the poor will get poorer, and you'll probably see big defects soon. So uh, there you go. That's the fun part. So that's my take on the news and the world, what's happening in business and tech. You can contact me at LinkedIn 
Twitter or Facebook under the name Chris Voss, one word. Uh, you can find me, of course, probably all over the internet, Chris Voss, except for the .com. I don't own that, fortunately. Uh, but you can find me everywhere else. You can go to thecvpn.com or chrisvosspodcastnetwork.com. You can see all seven podcasts that we have over there. Holy shit. Uh, Chris Voss Podcast on Politics, Startup Unicorn Podcast. That's where we talk to people who are either startups or unicorn stage and how they got there. Uh, Chris Voss gaming, uh, for gaming news, uh, crypto life podcast. We talk about, uh, Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, all that sort of good stuff. The spatial computing podcast. We talk about AI VR. Uh, what is the other thing? XR. We talk about all that sort of stuff. Uh, automation, um, AI, you know, all that, all that's on there. And then the book author podcast where we, uh, Talk to people who are book authors about their books. So you can go to chrisvosspodcastnetwork.com or thecvpn.com. Uh, you can also subscribe on there. It has a list of iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube Radio, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, Digital Podcast, Player FM, TuneIn, and Luminary Podcasts are all the different places you can get the syndication of all the shows. So be sure to subscribe to those. If you get a chance, please give us a great review on the shows. That really helps us out. And uh, that's it for me, man. We'll see you next time.